All right, welcome into the podcast, In the Closet. We have some uh, guests from, what, across the pond? Across the pond, from TikTok, right? but from way across the pond, all the way from where, UK, where exactly, where specifically, we have Jess and Dan here with us. Well, I'm, me and Jess live practically about 10 minutes um, down the road from each other in Stevenage, Hertfordshire. It's about half an hour away from London. Okay. Nice. So, yeah, it's, it's not bad. Not a bad little town. Well, thank goodness we have something like Zoom so we can like talk, like, you know what I mean? Do this. Yeah, this because, is crazy. Yeah. Next time we want to see you in person though. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Um, and for the listeners, it's eight, we're, we're doing this at 8 p.m. here in West Virginia in the States and it's 1 p.m. there? Is that correct? It's 1 a.m. That's what it's I meant. 1 it's, 1 uh, it's just a small, it's a small detail. <laughs> it's only 12 hour difference there. <laughs> yeah, I said 12 hours is fine. <laughs> Literally night and day. There we go. I'm glad I had people here to help. Um, but we're, today we're going to um, talk about mental illness. Not sure where the conversation is going to go, but we're just going to chat a little bit about, um, well, first we're going to start uh, off with some myths and facts about mental illness. Now I found these on uh, mentalhealth.gov. So that's where my source is from. I'm not making that's, these up. That's, this is what the government wants us to believe about mental health. <laughs> right? That's probably true. <laughs> that's probably true. Sorry, that's my sarcastic humor coming out. Oh, we all oh, know, nice. we all know you have that. We're going to let you guys help us straighten these out right. if they need it. Right. So in here, this one actually I feel like is a huge myth. And I feel like that maybe a lot of people are guilty of it and not even meaning to be guilty of it. But the myth is mental health problems don't affect me. Like they think, oh, like mental health, mental, mental illness is so dramatic. It's like, that's, I don't have that problem. That's somebody else's problem. But it's not true. It says the fact is that mental health problems are actually very common. Um, one in five American adults experience a mental health issue. One in 10 young people experience a period of major depression. And one in 25 Americans, which I'm sure it's the same for um, everyone, no matter where you live, right, uh, lived with a serious mental illness such as schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, or major depression. What, are, what is, Dan and Jess, do you have anything to say about that? Do you feel like that's probably true? Um, I, I, over here in the UK, um, it's much higher. I will say that because... Um, it is like the statistics, especially with the, in the U S I've like, I double checked that, uh -huh. um, because I wanted to see whether it's different over here than what it is over there. Um, uh -huh. I, I think Jess will probably agree that especially young adults, um, within like teenagers up to, I'd say well, early twenties, Jess, um, you have a lot more men. Uh, there's a lot more mental health. Yeah, especially um, recently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and most common as well, which they say about schizophrenia and and uh, the, the depression is definitely true. But um, AD, ADHD, which is what I have, uh -huh. um, and Jess has got it as well. Uh -huh. um, there's a lot of people in the UK that get, that get doesn't get diagnosed by it 
um, where, especially in schools now, they've started to test people for it, especially children. Uh, above, uh, you can't get them tested until they are, I believe, eight years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, here in the UK, I don't know what the age is over in the UK, uh, the US. Sorry, um, but it's it's difficult for me to explain it, right, um, right. because of me having it, right. I think that and that leads to the, oh, I just hit the whole table. That leads to the next uh, myth, which says children don't experience mental health problems, which leads me to that fact that very young children can show warning signs of mental health concerns, um, which are often clinically diagnosable, um, but they do not get diagnosed, um, psychological and social. Half of all mental disorders uh, show first signs in a person before they turn age 14 and three quarters of mental health disorders begin before the age of 24. So a lot of these kids probably like you're saying are experiencing, and a lot of it is a, it could be ADHD. I know that our son has, he's on, he's on the cusp of it. He was diagnosed with it, uh, but it's not a severe case. And I think it's just the ADD part. Um, but it took us forever to get that, to get him diagnosed. Cause we just were like, Oh, he's, he's a, he's a boy. He's a boy. He's just like that. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just what I, I, yeah. I, yeah. And just speak on that too. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, it's weird that they only give, um, certain percentages and when they do it, they say, yeah, there's only, they always, and I'm not, I don't mean if this sounds sexist at all, but they always talk about the male, like the 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 male um, people with it, but they never actually say about the female percentage of it. Um, which I think, like, if if they actually took a statistic, and it is quite funny how you uh, say about Aspergers with what I have, um, you're literally saying exactly what I've got, and it's scary. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I look, I look at it, and and people think, yeah, they're just boy, like boys being boys, or the girls have got more energy, and it's difficult when any person tries to uh, take, especially being undiagnosed. Uh, I didn't get diagnosed till I was six or seven, and my mum and dad had to privately pay for that. Oh wow! I had to go private which is, it, it costs a lot of money. Uh, back in the 90s, it, it was a lot of money. And what did you say again it um, is that you're diagnosed with? Uh, I'm diagnosed with uh, ADD, Attention Deficit Disorder, uh, ADHD, uh, which stands for Attention Hyperactive Disorder, uh, Depression, Anxiety, here comes the list, Depression, Anxiety, <laughs> um, Asperger's, Autism, um as well as uh a few other which i'm currently being okay yeah yeah and that and that a lot of those are on the list of of the top 10 you know most common you know disorders i think it's it's great though that you got diagnosed and that they did go to that that level you know at six to to not just make excuses like most a lot of people do or say they'll grow out of it and they spent that money to get you diagnosed it can make a big difference yeah 
Oh yeah, definitely. I, I, I think it's one of the best things that my parents ever did was because I, I couldn't, I couldn't help being the way I was. Right. Um, it wasn't a bad thing. It wasn't a negative thing. It was just, I couldn't control it. Right. Um, it affected me as a kid. I will admit that. And I think Jess will probably agree. Um, that when she was little, uh, I didn't get invited to kids' birthday parties because of it. Mm-hmm. Because I was pushed out as an outcast. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, well, actually, that parallels with number three, uh, which is people with mental illness problems are violent and unpredictable. And that's not true. So, like, when you think of somebody with a with a um, mental illness disorder um, that they're, you're going to know it. And it says the vast majority of people with mental health problems are no more likely to be violent than anyone else. Most people with mental illnesses are not violent and only three to 5% of violent acts can be attributed to individuals living with a serious mental illness. In fact, people with severe mental illnesses are over 10 times more likely to be victims of a violent crime than the general population. You probably know someone with a mental health problem and don't even realize it because many people with mental health problems are highly active and productive members of our communities. But like you said, if there's even a hint of it, you could, as children, especially you're pushed away. And I yeah. see that happening in the schools. You know what I'm saying? I see mm-hmm. that even being a parent of, someone who's very mild in the ADD, but I see other children that might be more on that spectrum to be pushed away and to be kind of like shunned away. Well, and there's not, I don't believe there's enough resources allocated for, for, for mental health, especially for young people in the schools. And it's stick, there's a stigma, which, which that's what I hope we can get away from because, you know, I've recently had a friend, his, my friend, his son was just diagnosed with bipolar disorder and for his whole life, he thought they thought he just had depression. Um, but then he had this manic episode recently, which was just really, really bad where they had to basically bring him home from school and, and go get all his stuff and they have to get him into treatment. And it just, they didn't know. And, and at this age, at a college age, they find out. And the thing is, is there's these stigmas and, there's not a stigma if you take medication for heart, you know, for your heart or for anything else. But why is it that some people's hearts, you know, I might have blood pressure issues because of hereditary, hereditary reasons, but that's okay for me to take medication for it or to, or to even talk about it. But for somebody to say, I'm bipolar because my brain isn't wired like yours that could be, there could be a stigma with that. That's the mm-hmm. most irritating thing. Instead of saying, that's the way it is. That's the way, that's the way some people are wired and there's a fix for it. It's not easy, but you can maybe get treatment and live a normal life. But I think people hide it and then they end up hurting themselves or, you know, living a lesser life because right. they hide it because they're, they're ashamed or people make them feel like they need to keep their mouth shut. Right. You took the words right out of your mouth, really. Um, especially with that, right? And I think, Jess, um, you uh, you see how I try and hide hide it, don't you? Like in everyday uh-huh. life. 
You try and hide it more than I do. Yeah, it's true. That is true. And that's that, that and and it it's scary sometimes, isn't it, when I when I do have my episodes. Um, especially for me, because it's not it's totally out of character with me. Mm-hmm. And I know that uh, this might I know I know that like Jess loves me for me and she how can I put it? She um she's always been by my side whenever I've had a, a bad day <clears throat> excuse me, a bad day I felt low or my ADHD has just been so bad I can't contain it and I'm up all night. Um, but it with people, especially violent acts, um, I will, if I've got enough time, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, this is me back at school. Um, there was a, there was a, a child, uh, who I was friends with who had, uh, autism very, very badly. Like he, his mum and dad put him in main stream school to try and help him. He was getting bullied so badly. Uh, and there was a, there was one lad who was, let me just put it this way. He was twice his size and should not have been anywhere near the, the, the child. Um, right. I suppose, and he was picking on him and just picking on him and it weren't his fault. And I, I literally just stood there with him and I said, why don't you pick on somebody your own size? And bearing in mind, Angie and Jeff, I'm a big bloke. Like I will, I will say that I'm a big man. Mm-hmm. But when I, when I was at school, I was quite slim. I will, I will admit, I, was, <laughs> I didn't weigh 300 pounds. Let's just put it that way. Um, but I I thought, no, I'm not going to let him be bullied for something that he can't control. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a violent person, but when I think something's wrong, I'm going to stand up for what's right. Mm-hmm. Um, cut a long story short, this person put his hands on me. I got my hands on him. I'm, I'm not a physical person by any means necessary. But I shoved him so hard, he went through a metal door that had glass and took the door off the hinges. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm not a violent person by any means necessary, but I I weren't going to let him pick on somebody. Right. The moment that all the, the shoving and the fight was over and the teachers got called in, um, uh, out of everybody that was involved, the person that got suspended was the person that was trying to do the right thing, which was me. Mm-hmm. Um, it got to the point where, um, the, the boy with uh, autism, his father came to the school to say, it was not him. He was sticking up for my son. Oh, wow. And they put it, they put it down to 
which is which I think is wrong. What they've said, they put it down on the record as a medical outburst for my autism and my ADHD. Really? Yeah. Wow. Which, in a way, was a good thing because I didn't get kicked out of school. Right. But in another thing, like looking back at it now, I'm like, well, I was only doing standing up for somebody. Right. Um, but it, it, especially with violent outbursts, it is a very low number. But when it happens, that there's no safeguarding that one individual that has mental health problems because they don't know what it is. You could be wearing a sign, black and blue, like black and white, shouting everything that you've got, but they still, people still won't look at that. Mm -hmm. They look at what you're doing. Right. They don't listen. Because I, I feel like too, a lot of people think that if you wanted to, you could help it. I think that a lot of people think that, like, if you try hard enough, you can get over this, you can get through this, you can deal with this. You know what I mean? All you got to do is try. And I think that that's, and I think that's the way a lot of people look at it. And it's a lot of times I think people maybe, I don't know if, I mean, this is just my opinion. I think people with mental illnesses aren't validated. Like, look, you're struggling and you're, you're having a hard time with this. And I mean, I, me growing up as a child, I don't really feel like I had a well, I mean, I guess I did have some, so I, mean, I, had, I had anxiety. I had issues that was went on in my life that caused great anxiety for me. But my parents growing up, they're wonderful parents, but growing up, they never validated that. Right. So I think people with mental illnesses, if you're not validated, I think it makes you feel like you're doing something that maybe you can control, but well, you can't, kinda, you're right? kind of trapped too in it right. if you're not validated. And, and when you're not validated by the people that care for you or that you love and your family and your friends, when they don't validate you, I mean, you still carry that to this day. It's still a scar right. that's hard to heal because you can't get yeah. that validation anywhere else. So, right. I mean, I wouldn't, I, I have adult ADD. I wasn't diagnosed till I was 35 or 36. And I, I always knew that I, I just thought I was slower than everybody else or that I couldn't get anything done. But I mean, it's like, as soon as I started taking the medication, I was like, wow, this is how, this is the normal people. This is how normal people live. Well, I'm not saying that that's tragic for me. I always got by and I always made it. And it's not something that it was very mild, but still from a functional standpoint is what I'm referring to. Normal people start oh, yeah. things and finish them. And I always would start something. And then when it got difficult, I might start another thing and then another thing and then another thing. And then I'd get into the panic mode and I'd get it done once a gun was to my head. But not until then. Well, and I was—I don't—I always try to tell him. I mean, because we've been together since we were fifteen. I've seen this. I'm like, dude, you have ADD. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but like you do, and I think that you need to talk to someone about it. <laughs> well, he would get mad at me, and it was like denial. He was like, no, I don't. No, like it was a bad thing. I'm like, dude, it's not a bad thing. Like people have issues. But that's like, the stigma. That's what I'm talking right. about. I yeah. grew up in a world where it's you stigma and it's scary. Or you act like you're perfect. Yeah. That's the world I grew up in. So. It's very hard for me to. Well, here's the thing, that, that, like, and Jeff, let me let me say this to you: What is normal? Let me ask you a question: What is normal? Nothing is normal. Is normal? Nothing is normal to me because I don't believe normal exists. Mm. Thank you, Jess. That's true. I, I, and, and that's what the and the thing is where people constantly put, oh yeah, like, and and a lot of people with mental health say, I just want to be normal. 
I don't I I've I've even used it personally and I think like there's been times I just did you ever say that when you were younger um maybe when I was younger recently no but when I was younger maybe yeah I've, I've had a lot of episodes recently so I've kind of like forgotten what's happened in the past to be honest yeah. <laughs> so can you guys talk about that that's something that I'm curious about can you talk can you talk about an episode what that means or what that looks like is that they're, they're scary but I think it depends on the perspective that you're looking at it from yeah because Dan's seen it from his perspective and I've seen it from mine um I mean, I had a recent episode, what, about a week ago, was it? Five days ago. About five days ago. Um, where literally I just let everything get the better of me. I basically thought to myself that no one cared, that I wasn't worth living. Um, and I've got a condition called schizotypal, which is a personality disorder among all the other ones that I've got, I've kind of lost track. Um, so I hear voices, I hallucinate, and the majority of the time I let these voices win. And they got the better of me on this one particular day. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm a known self-harmer, so it doesn't really bother me to talk about self-harm that much because I'm known for it. And yeah, so five days ago, I let the voices get the better of me, which resulted into me self-harming and trying to end my own life oh, wow. again. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that that, uh, that, that you did not, did you didn't, did not go through with it. That makes me, that makes me sick. That's to think about that. Such a, just since we've known you, it's just such an amazing person, and you you just brighten you brighten up the lives when you come into you really do when into you... our life you you brighten things up, and I just hate to think that people can get to that. And I mean, for me, I'm keeping myself together. For me, it's personal because last week my cousin that I grew up with he took his life, and we didn't even know. Like you, you at least talk about it. And you and you and we don't know what if he had if he had an issue. We don't know. It just was. We thought he was okay. We thought he was happy. Um, but I think the reason why I talk about it is because I think to myself, if I talk about it, it might give somebody else the courage to speak about their problems before it's too late. Yeah, that's good. How do you deal? Is there treatment for you to deal with the voices? Do you just have to fight them? Or is there? Um, this is where this is where things get a little complicated. They're already complicated uh, for me because I'm known for overdoses. <laughs> yeah, because I'm known for overdoses. I'm I'm not trusted on medication whatsoever, and usually medication is their biggest like way to deal with things. Mm -hmm. um, I was in like weekly therapy sessions, but I recently got discharged from them because everything was getting better. And then lockdown happened and then everything got worse. Oh um, yeah. But I'm literally just taking one step at a time at the moment. But they normally like prescribe you like antipsychotics and things like that to deal with the voices and to help like relieve them slightly. I mean I've had mine for what, I'm twenty five now, so I've probably had mine on and off for about thirteen years. 
So I've just learned how to deal with mine and switch them off occasionally. It's just when they start getting too loud is when it's harder to switch them off. Mm. And like you said, I can imagine um, having to deal with issues like that and then being, like you said, on lockdown for so long, how it could just make things so much more intensified, maybe? Oh, yeah, definitely. It definitely makes everything more intensified. Right. Isolation couldn't be good. No. Well, the thing is, I'm, this is where I confuse people because I use, before lockdown happened, I would quite happily spend every day, every waking hour indoors. I wouldn't want to go out at all, don't socialize. But then as soon as I'm told by the government that I have to stay indoors, I was like, but I want to go out now. Right. Oh, so you're, you're like Ange, just don't tell her she can't do that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much she is. Oh, goodness. that's true about me it is very true about me um so are did you so have you recently since the you know i guess the lockdown has kind of lifted somewhat over there are you able to get back into your sessions and and talk to someone about it into your therapy sessions well i haven't spoken to anyone about it yet professional wise that is yeah um because i'm just working on the principle that I've managed to get through this before on my own, so I will get through it again. Uh, but then, obviously, I am aware that my breakdowns and my episodes are getting more and more frequent, so it wouldn't surprise me if before long I have a serious episode, which will probably end me up in the back of a police car on a 136 section being taken down to my local psych hospital. Yeah. Because that's happened a few times, too. Yeah. Um, or ended up down at my local hospital because I don't know I've taken a serious OD or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what happened to my friend's son recently, where they thought he was just depressed, but he ended up in a psych ward for a week. Um, psych wards are interesting. Yeah, it scared him to death. I think it's it's helped it helped a lot for now, but you just you just don't know down the road. Mm. Um. Well, I, 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 I hope you can talk to somebody. I think, like you said, if your episodes and things are getting, it's a lot to carry on your own, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. A lot to carry on your own to, to have to tell yourself, hey, I can pull out of this. I can handle it. And you've done that, obviously, pretty well. But if you could get anybody to, to help and guide you and maybe say one thing that made you click and say, oh, I never thought about that and could help you and keep you from having that major episode, that would be, and that's just me talking from a concerned friend that wants you to get all the help and care that you can, that's afforded to you. Right. Right. You know, cause we don't, we, we don't want anything to happen to you. Right. And I think talking, I mean, I can't speak on a level to that level, but just talking about, you know, just with anxiety or depression or anything like that, I feel like just talking through it, is it helps a teeny tiny bit. You know what I mean? Cause I, like I said, I, I suffer from anxiety. It's not on the level that I, it affects my every single day life. And I, I, you know, the doctors try to get you to take medication for everything. Right. You know, you go to the doctor, like I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling that way. Here's a pill. No, I don't want your stupid pill. I want to like try to fix this on my own. Like Jess was saying, like, I, I'm going to get through this, you know? Um, but just talking to it. And like I said, getting, being validated and it's okay. And not being treated like you are a 
crazy person or, you know what I mean? Or there's something wrong with you or you're making it up or it's not that bad. That's the worst thing you can say to somebody. It's not that bad. It could be worse. You know, you know how I feel about that. But I mean, just talking, talking through it and talking to someone. So I'm glad you guys have each other at least because, you know, in a relationship, at least you can maybe understand each other because you, can you imagine being in a relationship where maybe someone doesn't struggle with some sort of issue like that? And just be like, what, just get over it. You know what I mean? Like if he was like, just, just get over it. Come on, cheer up. You know what I mean? So at least oh, that, you kind of understand. That, that, that reminds me of the um, relationship I had with my ex. Yeah. Dan, you know the hang one. On, hang on, hang on. Don't you mean my ex as well? <laughs> yeah, she was my ex. <laughs> yeah, what? I'll give you that. I'll give Wait, you that. What's happening? Which is why it's the ex, right? <laughs> Yeah. Because <laughs> maybe yeah. they didn't understand you or want to, you know? People don't, most, most people don't, don't want to deal with things that are difficult. But what Dan said earlier is yeah. what is the main thing in a relationship and in a friendship, any kind of relationship is that person loves me or cares about me and accepts me right. for who I am. And with all the crap. Yeah. And that's uh, what. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. And it's like you said, I mean, there's no normal, just like we've said a million times being together for almost 30 years. People go that it's the perfect relationship. No, that, that you know what a perfect relationship is, is when you realize there's no such thing as a perfect relationship. When you can recognize that. That's facts. Then yeah. you'll have, you, you know, you're going to get somewhere maybe. But. Yeah. Um. So let's, let's end this on a, a happy note and a funny. Can you tell me how you guys met? What's your story? <laughs> we got a Starbucks. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Starbucks brings the love together. <laughs> oh yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> oh. That is literally probably the first time we met was at Starbucks in town through yeah. our ex's friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that. I, I'm looking. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm rethinking all of this, and it's like really weird. The one place that we have, and I will admit, I have a Starbucks addiction. Same. I just have an addiction with collecting the cups. With yeah, what? that's true. Yeah. Oh, I have like you see my collection of Starbucks cups on Instagram. All, all freaking like thirty of. Them. Yes, the Starbucks uh, cups. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I I love how you decorate the Starbucks cups. I have one. Yes. She decorated one for me. That's right. Yes, and it is actually on its way to you now because I actually posted it at long last. Uh, oh my wow. gosh, that's exciting! I just think it's funny how we both have a love for Starbucks, and I felt so bad when Jess was on lockdown hardcore. They were, and we were still able to get our Starbucks, and I would post it on my on my story. She'd be like. Really? <laughs> I wasn't Yeah, but here's to. the thing. I'd be the, one, I'd be the one getting the phone call going and just gone to Starbucks again. I'm just like, seriously, you're ringing me up and you're making me more jealous because they can go and get one? I know, right? That's horrible. That's horrible that you were closed down that hardcore. That is. That's bad. But you're back up and running now, right? <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, they're back open now, thankfully. Good. That's good. 
Well, we need to make this an ongoing uh, podcast maybe and get more into detail about, um, you know, things. Yeah, I have a lot of questions. We, we need to do an, a, a second one soon because I want to talk. I'm very interested in, I get the episodes and that's tough to listen to and think about, but I, I'm very interested in the, the actual like Asperger's and the psychosis, the, the, I don't know the term, but like what you've been diagnosed with, it's like, I'm very, very interested in those things and how they work and, and maybe understand. Uh, I'll, I'll send Ange a list in preparation for all my diagnosis because you have to Google off of them. Yeah, that's well, I will. That's I, I just won't get too deep into them because I I want to hear from you guys. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to do this first podcast just to kind of see what's happening, what's going on, and like, you know, you guys can help me understand some things, and and uh, we definitely need to have a second one to go more into detail about those. Yeah, because this is the thing I the thing I like about this is that you guys are stepping out there and it's helping. It'll help somebody. Right. I mean, that's, that's my aim. <laughs> yeah. It will help somebody. So that's we're we're blessed that you'd come on the podcast and open up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And uh, well, if you'll do it, we'll have more of them. I'd be more than happy to. Okay, good. You guys, you better get, well, Jess, at least you get to sleep. I know Dan, you said you have to stay awake all night to care for your grandfather, yep. which is amazing by the way, because I just took care of my grandmother just this one morning this morning and um, hats off to you because it's not an easy job to take care of an elderly person who's set in their ways and you know I didn't cook the bacon right I didn't put the butter on the toast the right way and she couldn't eat all of it but you know what I mean so hats off to you for taking care of your grandpa that's really sweet thank you you guys have a good night and get some rest yeah get some rest Jess we know how you are, Jess. You better get some rest. <laughs> I'll probably jump onto your life, to be honest. You probably will. But try to get some sleep. Yeah, she'll probably jump onto your live or ring me and be like, how did you find that? I'll probably do both because I'll probably call you on my phone and watch the live on my iPad. Too shame, you will. I know you will. <laughs> I win. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, you guys are amazing and awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank, Thank you for having us. You're welcome. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.